This episode of Relativity is made possible through the support of Stephen and Catherine Farris, Bill Cariola, Barry Heap, Paul Van Bremen, and Michael W. McClure, and by listeners like you, who support us and get exclusive content through patreon.com slash relativity. Relativity. Years ago, you spoke to a less than receptive audience about your belief that plants... We're talking to each other. Believe me, I remember. Well, Dr. Mason and I have experienced what we believe is a direct link of some kind between the plants on board Konichny and the plants in the rainforest here in Puerto Rico. The, the, not just the plants, but all of the life forms dependent on... Yes, Chris witnessed his plants in space moving in sync with the singing of crickets here. Lewis? Mr. Anstey? I have no signal from him. He hung up on us. Well, either that, or something happened to him. Relativity, episode 51, in which multiple witnesses confirm. You mean the agency finally caught up with him, that he got assassinated in the most melodramatic way possible? It would be bizarrely appropriate timing. Yeah, and if he'd been stabbed between the ribs or something, his implant would still be transmitting, wouldn't it? You're right, I just got carried away. Oh, get back down to Earth. I'm not used to being the level-headed one. I'm, I'm no good at it. I don't know. You're exactly right about his implant. It's been turned off. There's no signal at all. Anything sudden or unexpected that happened to him wouldn't have just stopped his transmission. You know, unless he was, you know, disintegrated... Hmm. Now who's being melodramatic? Oh, I'm theorizing. I mean, oh no, I mean, the agency doesn't actually have disintegrator rays, do they? None that I know of. Data specialist back online. Marcus! Perfect timing. We were talking with Louis Anstey, but suddenly lost his implant signal. How do we lose him? We don't know. But earlier today, you were able to locate Raymond Memblin's transmitter. Can I locate Anstey the same way? Uh, I'll do my best. No. We don't have an active signal right now, but... But we should have all the satellite data from the previous call. I'm on it. Baruch Hashim. All right. Chris, I want us to be in agreement about this. If we can get him back, do we want to tell him about the voices? I have a terrible feeling the reason he hung up on us is that we were talking like crazy people. I mean, telling him that we hear voices like Joan of Arc isn't exactly going to reassure him. I think we have to. If anybody's going to have an explanation for them, it's going to be him. I guess so, yeah. I mean, there is definitely a powerful brain in that man's head. Boss, it looks like the previous signal originated in the mountains of central Mexico. The altitude was helping us a lot. We had a stronger signal than we would have in a crowded city or something. Great. Keep refining that and keep me posted. You know, maybe his implant wasn't turned off. Maybe something briefly interrupted the signal. If something blocked it, it's still blocking it. Mm. Well, I, you know, I don't know. I... Uh, Sophia, I'm, I'm going to the habitat. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just suddenly feeling like that's where I ought to be. Uh, you, you know, I, that reminds me. Did you have any success in writing a, a cogent account of your uh, experience with the plants and everything? Not really. I could not figure out how to express the experience in writing, so I sort of doodled. I, I made drawings that are... Not something I'd ever want to show a psychoanalyst. Yeah, what I 
wrote sounds like the diatribe of someone with profound psychosis. Honestly, it's the most frustrating thing I have ever experienced. Exactly, yes. I know that I obtained insights. Right. Good idea trying to draw it, though. I I got hung up on language, and I I may yet still try some other form of expression. I, I, it makes me wish I had... I wish I had learned how to compose music, you know? I, I feel somehow that what I got from the experience is very close to being some kind of music. Oh, no, it's... Uh, well, for me, it's... Uh, it's physical. I feel like I should be kicking something down or throwing up again. Sorry to interrupt. You're, you're fine, Marcus. Go. SC signal came from a public information facility in the Sahara Gorda Biosphere Reserve. Well, that sounds like a place he'd be. Marcus, will you try a focus broadcast beam to that area? Give him a good loud ping. Doing it now. If he turned his receiver off, he still won't get it, but... Uh... Signal at full strength. No response. I'm, I'm going through the environment hatch now. I'm sorry. There's nothing coming back. Let's keep sending, alright? And I'll keep monitoring the channel. I take it you're in the habitat? Yeah, and the birds are really whooping it up. I don't know what the occasion is, but... This is incredibly beautiful. Uh, I remember you saying once that you didn't care very much for spending a lot of time in there. Well, that was before, you know. I mean, I'm an introvert, and most of the crew members who were in here running around and playing games, they were our resident extroverts. I understand. They're great people, all of them, but back then, I'd rather have been in my quarters reading or in the sickbay working on something, but now... I have this amazing place to myself. It's good that you can see such a positive out of an otherwise negative situation. Well, it's... <laughs> I, I may have to move just so we can talk. No, wait, he's, he's flying. Okay, there he goes. I guess he figured out I'm not a potential mate. Or a competitor. Well, right. Anyway, uh, what I was saying is now I feel like I can't be in here enough, you know? I do. I keep feeling... Drawn back to the forest here. If you can get back out there, I think you should. Uh, a little reluctant because, well, I did get physically ill last time. Oh, yeah, well, it's not exactly the same thing, but my enjoyment of this forest is somewhat marred by the fact that Peter's body is still over there by the core, still decomposing in his environment suit. You'd really like to do something about that. I really would. What about his brother's idea? Put Peter's body in the freezer Raymond with- suggested that because he thinks I'm going to bury Peter in the new world. You told him you would. I know, but I, I could bury him here and be done with it. I don't want you putting a corpse under that soil. Animals die in here all the time. Animals whose diet has been controlled. God only knows what Peter Miblin has consumed in his life before he joined this mission. I don't want unknown chemical compounds leaching into that soil. Is the habitat really that delicate? Yes, it is. Chris? May I make a suggestion? Nadia, I was just about to ask if you had any ideas. She calls you Chris now? No, it, it's, it's okay. Nadia, what's your suggestion? I could instruct the nanobots to disassemble his remains entirely, including the environment suit. They would then carry off the resulting particles to diverse areas in the habitat. Well, that doesn't solve the problem. I'm not finished. In the process, they would identify any harmful chemicals found in his body and transport them to the disposal system to be jettisoned into space. So you'd have nanobots carve him into a thousand pieces? Correction. Trillions. They will reduce the body to individual molecules. We don't have nanobots dedicated to the habitat. We do. Now, 
after Chris discovered the bodies of the humans who were assigned to the maintenance of life forms in the habitat, I instructed thousands of our engineering nanobots to construct a new generation of nanobots specifically for habitat work. Well, I'm glad to hear that. But I am not. Computer, your programming specifically precludes tampering with the delicate balance of the close environment of the habitat. That was based on the assumption that at least three humans would be constantly monitoring the various life forms here. Those humans are now dead. But the forest lives on, under my care. And I appreciate that. But you and the nanobots cannot possibly substitute for the knowledge, experience, and intuition of the people who were selected for this you mission. You assume that for their because I am not human, I cannot appreciate the subtleties of living organisms. I would suggest that your information is incomplete. I don't suppose it's possible that it is your information. That's incomplete. It is technically possible, but extremely unlikely. Uh, hey, ladies. I observed every aspect of the work the biologists, geologists, and zoologists conducted, day in and day out, for as long as there have been humans aboard this vessel. And I access to all of their notes and have incorporated them into my own knowledge base. That doesn't make you a biologist. Sophia, I know you're the boss, but I have to weigh in here and say that Nadia has probably acted for the best, because if you don't think that she can replace the experts who used to care for the habitat, you must know that I sure as hell can't do it. An excellent point. <sighs> I guess we really don't have a choice, do we? Not really. I wasn't asking you. Were you asking me? It was a rhetorical question. I Okay, so nanobots are now picking the fleas and ticks off of our hairy animals. I guess... And Nadia, didn't you tell me that you wanted to apologize to Sophia? I did. Quite right. Flight Director, I wish to apologize for the manner in which I have spoken to you on recent occasions. Although I must add that I was provoked by your own behavior. Uh, okay, never mind. We'll, we'll work on that, alright? Getting back to what do we do with Peter's body? How do you feel about letting the nanobots just disincorporate his remains and you might think of it as they're simply accelerating the process which has already begun well that's true but one is natural and the other is uh, i don't know i have some problems with this i'm in favor of it because at least it will be completely clean it'll remove the toxins from the environment you know i'm wondering again about dragging his body out of their suit and all and then floating him to the airlock i mean that would also get the toxins out of the environment. Not reliably, I'm afraid. As I've said before, the body is already in a fairly advanced state of decomposition. Chris, I know this is difficult for you, and I'm sorry, but... I'm going to have to order the nanobots in to disassemble that body. It's actually more difficult for me than you can possibly know. I'm sure it is. I don't pretend to understand fully but this is the most logical solution. Yeah. All right, computer. Direct the nanobots to work along the lines you originally suggested. Nanobots directed and deployed. Oh, it's going to be hard going over there again, knowing that... Well, I'll always know that's where he was. Well, that was going to be true one way or another. Well, yeah, I guess so, yeah. But... Actually, to minimize the emotional concern, perhaps you should go there now. Reduce the period of dread. Oh, get back on the horse and ride, huh? That's what I always tell other people, so I guess I should take the advice myself. Nadia? Yes? Uh, let me know when the nanobots are finished, okay? The work is already complete. What? 
the nanobots have reduced Peter Miblin's remains and that of his environment suit to their constituent compounds. The entire process took 17.35 seconds. Okay, I'm really glad I didn't see that. The helmet he had been wearing is still at the site where he fell. Should we reduce the helmet as well? Negative. Those helmets fit all the other suits on board. It can still be reused. Oh yeah, let's save it because you never know when I might need 22 helmets. Well, there's no point in destroying it. Oh, I guess not. Um, Flight, uh, I apologize for the interruption. (laughs) Why? I'm grateful for it. I don't have any news. I'm still transmitting on this frequency, but receiving absolutely no response. No carrier wave, no activity, nothing. Thank you, Marcus. Keep trying. I'm gonna go over there and see where Peter's body used to be. Very good. I'm not going over there just to get you that helmet. I didn't say you were. I mean, I mean, I will get the helmet, okay? But I... Whatever you want to do. I don't mean to get snippy with you, Sophia. This is... One day I hope to tell you why this is more difficult than it might be otherwise. I think we both... Mama? Mama, what are Your you... Your mother's there? Are you alright? I'm fine. Do not worry yourself. Then why are you... I can't stay down there all the time, Liebchen. I do need to see the sun sometime. Yeah, of course. I... I never intended for you to stay down there day and night. Yeah, speaking of which, is it day or night? It's nearly midnight. Oh, well, I would still like to go outside and breathe the air. Of course, Mama. Marcus, I I mean, Data One. Data One? Move up to flight, please. I'm going outside for a while. Understood and on my way. I'm staying on headset, but, you know. It would be nice if you were not disturbed. Thanks, Marcus. Hey, maybe we'll get our plants and our crickets and things, uh... Aligned again. I was just thinking that. What were you thinking? You know I can't hear what he's saying. He said he hoped we'd have the same extraordinary thing happen that happened before. I would very much like to be a witness to this. Oh, I wish you could experience this the way I do. How's that? Well, we're on the daytime cycle here, so I'm walking through a temperate forest with what appears to be sunshine. Uh, but what I'm hearing is the buzzing and croaking of your rainforest at night. Must be bizarre. What is bizarre? He says it's weird to be in his forest, but to hear sounds from ours. And you worry about not being connected. The two of you are connected night and day. I guess we are. It's true. You talk all the time. You send messages. You listen. You share everything that happens. No two people have ever been more connected. Well, exaggeration aside, I see your point. You hear voices saying you must remain connected. I say, mission accomplished. You are connected. I guess so. But unplug yourself just for a moment. Listen to this. This is a real world. This is the world as it should be. I never said it wasn't. So much life. Even after all we've done to this biosphere, the poisons in the sky, the toxins in the water, and the life goes on. As it always has. Thousands and thousands of species lost forever. So many extinctions. It's true. And I think Homo sapiens will be next. I'm afraid you're right. And yet, the life goes on. Sophia, I, I hate to interrupt, but I'm, I'm rethinking this. I don't think I can go over there to the core, to, to where he was. Not, not just... Are not, you all right? Uh, no. No, it, it, it just really hit me hard. There's, there's nothing left of my old friend Peter now. Literally nothing. Some of his possessions are still here, 
but he left me a deeply personal message that erased itself after I heard it, so that's gone. And now there is not a molecule of his body connected to any other. He is gone. Oh, uh, do you hear it? I do. And with those thoughts of grief and loss and suffering... Just as you were feeling the same kinds of things... Yeah. What? What do you hear? The rustling of the leaves, Mama. They should be random, but they're becoming regular, rhythmic. And you're right. Doing it here, too. Mama, please tell me you can hear it. I do. I hear it. My neighbor goat. Everything in the forest making the sounds at the same oh, time. I'm so glad, Mama. I've been wanting to share this with you, and the timing worked out so... I, I, how do we get more more witnesses? Mar- Marcus, are you still monitoring? Roger. I wish I was out there hearing this in person. Prithvi on the flight panel and get out here. Oh, no, you don't. Not without me. It, actually, he wants to come, too. Well, we can't have everybody leave their posts. I... Kelly, uh, are you on vital signs? I am. Everything normal here. Move up the flight. Prithvi and I are going outside. Move up to flight? Just for a few minutes. We'll be right back. Hey. Prithvi, let's go. Oh, I'm already at the security station. Then wait for me. Hurry. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't hear anything. You have to stop talking for two seconds. I hear it. Gazab! Every sound in the forest, it's all... synchronized. Why would that happen? Yeah, and just to reiterate, guys, it is also happening here, 140 trillion kilometers away. This is the most astonishing phenomenon I have ever witnessed. Still think the flight director's crazy? No one ever thought you were going crazy. Oh, I thought you were crazy. I definitely thought you were crazy. Okay, but now... You experience something tangible and repeatable. All the laws of science dictate there must be a logical explanation. And just like that, it's back to normal. Same here. Happened at the same moment. He says it stopped on the ship at the same time. So glad I was here for this. So grateful. I still can't believe it. I will sit down immediately and write an account of my experiences. You really should both get back inside. I think you... Scared Bird Kelly after death. I'll leave her right now, but thank you so much for sharing this with us. I wanted as much reliable confirmation as I could get. You honor us with your trust. You know, she invited me, and you just came along. Oh, don't close the door. We'll be right behind you. We must. It's a security zone, Mama. I can't just leave you out here. And you can't stay a little longer as well? Sure. A little longer. Even with all the lights on the ground, you can see the stars out here. It's one of the things I love about this place. And your man in space. He is headed to which star? Can you see the pale yellow one next to- Boss, sorry to interrupt again, but I have Louis Anstey on the line. Oh, that's great. Should I pass him through? I'll come back to my station, but yes, yes, go go ahead. So I suppose we are both going inside. Genius girl, you still on the line? I am. What happened to you? Oh, listen, I'll tell you. But you are not gonna believe it. Relativity, episode 51, in which multiple witnesses confirm. Written, directed, and produced by Lee Shackelford. Featured in the cast were Alana Jordan, Clarence Brown, Stephanie Lindsay, Scotty Moore, and Lee Shackelford. Brian Costin was heard as Louis and Steve. The role of Kelly was played by Stephanie Lindsay. 
The role of central computer Nadia was played by herself. Please rate this program and leave a comment about it wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us attract new listeners to share this journey. And find out much more about the series, including ways you can subscribe, hear past episodes, and connect with us through social media, and how you can get exclusive content, all on our website at relativitypodcast.com. Relativity.